Hi, my name is Suzanne Urban, and welcome to Pioneering Women Warriors Network. And this is your podcast for encouragement through the word and empowering women with interviews and scriptures. Before we um, listen in to today's episode, you can find these podcast episodes on my WordPress blog at suzannespodcast.wordpress.com. Exodus 38 Next, Bezalel used acacia wood to construct the square altar of burnt offering. It was seven and a half feet wide, seven and a half feet long, and four and a half feet high. He made horns for each of its four corners so that the horns and altar were all one piece. He overlaid the altar with bronze. Then he made all the altar utensils of bronze, the ash buckets, shovels, basins, meat forks, and fire pans. Next he made a bronze grating and installed it halfway down the side of the altar under the ledge. He cast four rings and attached them to the corners of the bronze grating to hold the carrying poles. He made the poles from acacia wood and overlaid them with bronze. He inserted the poles through the rings on the sides of the altar. The altar was hollow and was made from planks. Bezalel Bezalel made the bronze wash basin and its bronze stand from the bronze mirrors donated by the women who served at the entrance of the tabernacle. Then Bezalel made the courtyard, which was enclosed with curtains, made of finely woven linen. On the south side of the curtains were 150 feet long. They were held up by 20 posts set securely in 20 bronze basins. He hung the curtains with silver hooks and rings. He made a similar set of curtains for the north side. 150 feet of curtains held up by 20 posts set securely in bronze basins. He hung the curtains with silver hooks and rings. The curtains on the west end of the courtyard were 75 feet long, hung with silver hooks and rings, and supported by 10 posts set into 10 bases. The east end, the front, was also 75 feet long. The courtyard entrance was on the east end, <clears throat> flanked by two curtains. The curtain on the right side was 22 and a half feet long and was supported by three posts set into three bases. The curtain on the left side was also 22 and a half feet long and was supported by three posts set into three bases. All the curtains used in the courtyard were made of finely woven linen. Each post had a bronze base and all the hooks and rings were silver. The tops of the posts of the courtyard were overlaid with silver and the rings to hold up the curtains were made of silver. 
He made the curtain for the entrance to the courtyard of finely woven linen, and he decorated it with beautiful embroidery in blue, purple, and scarlet thread. It was 30 feet long, and its height was seven and a half feet. Just like the curtains of the courtyard <clears throat> walls, it was supported by four posts, each set securely in its own bronze base. The tops of the posts were overlaid with silver, and the hooks and rings were also made of silver. All the tent pegs used in the tabernacle and courtyard were made of bronze. This is an inventory of the materials used in building the tabernacle of the covenant. The Levites compiled the figures as Moses directed the Ithamar, son of Aaron, <clears throat> the priest, served as recorder, Bezalel, son of Uri, grandson of Ur, of the tribe of Judah, made everything just as the Lord had commanded Moses. He was assisted by Oholiab, <coughs> son of Ahisamach, of the tribe of Dan, a craftsman, expert at engraving, designing, and embroidering with blue, purple, and scarlet thread on fine linen cloth. The people brought special offerings of gold, totaling 2,193 pounds. As measured by the weight of the sanctuary shekel, this gold was used throughout the tabernacle. The whole community of Israel gave 7,545 pounds of silver as measured by the weight of the sanctuary shekel. This silver came from the tax collected from each man registered in the census. The tax is one becca, which is half a shekel, based on the sanctuary shekel. A tax was collected from 603,550 men who had reached their 20th birthday. The hundred bases for the frames of the sanctuary walls and for the posts supporting the inner curtain required 7,500 pounds of silver, about 75 pounds for each base. The remaining 45 pounds of silver was used to make the hooks and rings and to overlay the tops of the posts. <clears throat> the people also brought as special offerings 5,310 pounds of bronze, which was used for casting the bases for the posts of the entrance to the tabernacle and for the bronze altar, which is bronze grating and all the altar utensils. Bronze was also used to make the bases for the posts that supported the curtains around the courtyard. <coughs> the bases for the curtain at the entrance of the courtyard and all the tent pegs for the tabernacle and the court. Acts 19. 
While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul traveled through the interior regions until he reached Ephesus on the coast where he found several believers. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? He asked them, no. They replied, we haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Then what baptism did you experience, he asked. And they replied, the baptism of John. Paul said John's baptism called for repentance from sin. But John himself told the people to believe in the one who would come later, meaning Jesus. As soon as they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in other tongues and prophesied. There were about 12 men in all. Then Paul went to the synagogue and preached boldly for the next three months, arguing persuasively about the kingdom of God. But some became stubborn, rejecting his message and publicly speaking against the way. So Paul left the synagogue and took the believers with him. Then he held daily discussions at the lecture hall of Tyrannus. This went on for the next two years, so that people throughout the province of Asia, both Jews and Greeks, heard the word of the Lord. God gave Paul the power to perform unusual miracles. When handkerchiefs or aprons that had merely touched his skin were placed on sick people, they were healed of their diseases and evil spirits were expelled. A group of Jews was traveling from town to town, casting out evil spirits. They tried to use the name of the Lord Jesus in their incantation, saying, I command you in the name of, the, of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, to come out. Seven sons of Sceva, a leading priest, were doing this, but one time when they tried it, the evil spirit replied, I know Jesus and I know Paul, but who are you? Then the man with the evil spirit leaped on them, overpowered them, and attacked them with such violence that they fled from the house naked and battered. The story of what happened spread quickly all through Ephesus to Jews and Greeks alike. A solemn fear descended on the city, and the name of the Lord Jesus was greatly honored. Many who became believers confessed their sinful practice practices. A number of them who had been practicing sorcery brought their incantation books and burned them at a public bonfire. The value of the books were several million dollars, so the message that the Lord about the Lord spread widely and had a powerful effect. Afterward, Paul felt compelled by the Spirit to go over to Macedonia and Achaia before going to Jerusalem. And after that, he said, I must go to Rome. He sent his two assistants, Timothy and Erastus, ahead to Macedonia while he stayed a while longer in the province of Asia. About that time, serious trouble developed in Ephesus concerning the way. It began with Demetrius, 
a silversmith who had a large business manufacturing silver shrines of the Greek goddess Artemis. He kept many craftsmen busy. He called them together along with others employed in similar trades and addressed them as follows. Gentlemen, you know that our wealth comes from this business, but as you have seen and heard, this man Paul has persuaded many Gentlemen, you know that our wealth comes from this business. But as you have seen and heard, this man, Paul, has persuaded many people that handmade gods aren't really gods at all. And he's done this not only here in Ephesus, but throughout the entire province. Of course, I'm not just talking about the loss of public respect for our business. I'm also concerned that the temple of the great goddess Artemis will lose its influence and that Artemis, this magnificent goddess worshipped throughout the province of Asia and all around the world, will be robbed of her great prestige. At this, their anger boiled and they began shouting, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. Soon the whole city was filled with confusion. Everyone rushed to the amphitheater, dragging along Gaius and Aristarchus, who were Paul's traveling companions from Macedonia. Paul wanted to go in, too, but the believers wouldn't let him. Some of the officials of the province, friends of Paul, also sent a message to him begging him not to risk his life by entering the amphitheater. Inside, the people were all shouting, some, some one thing and some another. Some, everything was in confusion. In fact, most of them didn't even know why they were there. The Jews in the crowd pushed Alexander forward and told him to explain the situation. He motioned for silence and tried to speak. But when the crowd realized he was a Jew, they started shouting again and kept it up for about two hours. Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. At last, the mayor was able to quiet them down enough to speak. Citizens of Ephesus, he said, Everyone knows that Ephesus is the official guardian of the temple of the great Artemis, whose image fell down to us from heaven. Since this is an undeniable fact, you should stay calm and not do anything rash. You have brought these men here, but they have stolen nothing from the temple and have not spoken against our goddess. If Demetrius and the craftsmen have a case against them, the courts are in session and the officials have heard, can hear the case at once. Let them make formal charges. And if there are complaints other, about other matters, they can be settled in a legal assembly. 
I am afraid we are in danger of being charged with rioting by the Roman government, since there is no cause for all this commotion. And if Rome demands an explanation, we won't know what to say. Then he dismissed them, and they dispersed. Thank you for tuning in today, and we shall see you tomorrow.